welcome everyone to Coffee and an Interview. This is Jacqueline Pena, and I'm here today with Jackie Bird, and she is a wellness guide and the owner of Jackie Bird Spiritual Wellness and a fellow multi-passionate creative. Jackie, yes. welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It's so great to be here. Oh, I was so happy to have you here for a topic that I actually haven't covered, but I've actually haven't even spoken much about with anyone. So I have a lot to learn in this area of spiritual wellness. And I thought we could just jump right into the topic by you telling us what is spiritual wellness? Well, for me, spiritual wellness is a conscious mind, body, spirit connection. It's actually being in tune with yourself. That's how I define it. So basically, you know, do you feel good? If you don't feel good, how can you feel better? It's always about coming into alignment. We fall out of alignment a lot. There are a lot of reasons. You get triggered by a family member. You look at the news. There's, you know, you didn't get that promotion you wanted. There's a lot of stuff that can knock you off of alignment. And spiritual wellness is recognizing that you are spiritually out of alignment with yourself. And the goal is to go in that direction of alignment. Interesting concept of, of spiritual alignment and, and, um, and things that could take us off that can misalign us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, tell me a little bit about why, why focus on spiritual wellness? What brought you to this journey of empowering others in the area of spiritual wellness and, and you know, why, why help others in this world of spiritual wellness? Well, a lot of stuff comes out of pain. <laughs> Your own pain. And you, laugh. and you laugh saying that. <laughs> Your own pain. Oh, child, I have been under so many times in my life. And, uh, you know, at one point I went through a nervous breakdown. I was suicidal. So, I mean, I've had my dark moments. I know what that is. I, I don't have to read a book. I know what being at your lowest is. And, um, you know, I had a career as I was a performing artist, you feast of famine. And uh, I, I had gotten to a point where I hit a wall. And uh, when I began to transition away from that life, I went through a, a crisis of who am I? Who mm -hmm. am I? We do that, why am I, all of that stuff. And over the over a period of time, I did a lot of traveling and I met a lot of cool people and I saw a lot of the world. And um, what do we have, the, the, uh, the housing crisis. So everything went, Bleh. all of that work, I stopped getting calls. And so now I was at another point of figuring out, okay, well, now, now what? Mm -hmm. And I went through about seven years ago, a really bad uh, patch. And I started to, my skin started breaking out. I've always had like pristine skin, even in puberty. I, you know, I may get one pimple a couple, every couple of years. I never had skin issues, but I started, I ended up with a really, really, really extreme case of eczema. Mm. And, um, you know, I, like I still have the photos, they, they're really gruesome. <laughs> it looks like I, my skin was burned off because basically that's what's happening. Your, your insides are cooking and it, that stuff is coming out onto your body. So I had like my, um, my shins, both legs, 
just from from like the ankle all the way up to the knee, just totally uh, sore, like open sore. Um, my neck, I had boils on my neck. I had I had uh, just across my chest was just black. It was either black or red. My torso, I, like I probably had, oh, my face, my ears. I probably, oh, and my arms. I think I was covered, I'd say maybe almost 50% of my body with this. And um, I couldn't, I wanted to heal naturally. I did not want to be beholden to a drug. I did a lot of research and I saw people that had been on medication for years and they were still having problems. And I intuitively knew I had to get to the root cause of what was going on, but I couldn't calm down enough to do that. I was uh, anxious about the situation that was happening. That was uh, the financial situation was happening. So I was just an anxious mess and it was erupt. My skin was erupting. So in trying to calm myself down, I picked up a, a Tibetan singing bowl that I had bought when I was in India, like 10 years prior. And I started, I would play it and I would sing. And I noticed that it was helping me to calm. It was helping me not focus so much on how much pain I was in. Cause it was like a constant physical pain on top of the mental pain of worrying about this financial situation. And um, I knew because I had been through enough trauma and you know pain in my life, I knew that I had to get a handle on it. Mentally, I had to get a handle on it. And using sound helped me come to myself. It helped me quiet for a moment. And when that began to happen, now, don't get me wrong. Most of the time I was in pain, you know, cause that eczema was just really, that it was something. But being able to grab moments, even, even if it was one minute of just being able to breathe, I was able to hear my inner self speak more. I was able to hear my intuition more. I was able to, uh, hear guidance better. And so I was able to begin to move through that period with um, even a decision of, you know what, I ain't gonna let this bother me. This is what the situation is and I will deal with it to the best of my ability, but I'm not going to allow it to make me sick. That decision alone made a huge difference in how I went through that period. And the more that I sat quietly, played that bowl, breathed, sang, the more I was able to, to move through it with more grace, because that's the key. How easily can you move through a bad situation? Mm -hmm. So in that, I began to realize I had something because if I could find moments of peace and calm with my skin the way it was, I knew I had something. And um, eventually I was able to find solutions to the eczema, as you can see. <laughs> <laughs> and um, 
you know, like there were a couple of years I had some flare ups, but I was able to tamp it down so that it not never got to the point that it had got to. I suffered with that for about two years, trying to figure out what ingredients I could use to um, to stop it and also figure out, okay, maybe this food I'm eating is helping to cause, you know, what's happening. Um, so yeah, about two, three years, I went through just navigating. And out of that, Jackie Bird Spiritual Wellness was born. Out of that, I began to put a dialogue of modalities together mm-hmm. to help calm. And, you know, when you recognize something and you see how it works in your life, you want to share it with other people. You want other people to have it because we are in such a state right now. And I shouldn't say right now, this world has always been a mess. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this is, it's, it's like, um, there have been disasters and, uh, you know, all kinds of things going on. So it's how to be able to navigate with more peace, more grace. Mm-hmm. And I feel that it's important for people to, to be able to do this. You've said so many powerful things already and just your story of how you got to Jackie Bird's spiritual wellness. Um, and in that conversation, you talked about misalignment and yeah. there's so many things that can throw us off alignment and and how we respond to that situation makes a difference because it we can we can stay in this negative yes. place this yes. peaceful place that has yes. health uh, implications for a long time if we don't learn how to navigate through that yeah um, be able to to make it through a situation so tools to, we got, we're going to go through a situation what tools can we use you talked a lot about finding the root cause. A lot of yes. times we have physical symptoms, um, things that are happening to our bodies, but there's something that's causing it. And we tend to treat the co- the symptoms. The symptoms, the yes, mm-hmm. yes. And that's why, you know, for me personally, I grew up in holistic medicine. My parents were very old school, old world folks. And so like when we got sick as a kid, we weren't taking the doctors. Daddy would get on the phone and call grandma. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and grandma would say, mix this up, put three of that in there, boil that, give it to her, you know? And I don't know, at least at that time, I didn't know whether that stuff really worked or that it tasted so bad that I just was like, I'm not getting sick. <laughs> I'm gonna get well right now so I don't have to keep taking that stuff. But this was, this was the way I came up. So I've always defer to the natural way of doing things. And um, I just feel that they may not work as fast as a pill, mm-hmm. but synergetically, they are the same things we are. We are made of these things. Mm-hmm. And I have always had a, a lot of faith in the natural way. I love how you say they don't work as fast as the pills do. And uh, I think that's important for any of us who are looking for a more holistic approach under this broader umbrella of spiritual wellness is that it takes time because it's, it's, it's uh, reprogramming our bodies. 
Yes. And uniting, you know, combine. I just picture things combining and re- recoding things. Yes. Um, and, and so that takes a little bit longer than taking a pill that has a different approach um, right. to, to get the, um, again, to get the symptom under control. And now we got to talk about the causes. Right. And you have an approach. Another term you use a lot was to calm. And it sounds like uh, you use it a few times that that is a key approach in helping us navigate through situations that come up in our life that could misalign us or, you know, throw us off alignment. Tell us a little bit more about this notion of calming down or to calm. You know, if you suffer with anxiety, the idea of being calm seems like a joke. (laughs) Um, I can say just in my own experience, you know, it's like you're involved in in the situation and then there's a, a higher portion of you that is the observer. And I know that I have been in some situations where I was calm and it helped the air in the room. It helped everybody else calm down. I'll give you an example. I was doing a show and um, I had been in the dressing room and I was heading towards, toward the stage and there was a green room and I didn't know the crew, which is unusual. I usually always know the crew, but I didn't know the crew. Mm-hmm. And um, as I was walking by, this woman said that she was getting ready to have an asthma attack and she fell to the floor and uh, people you know, surrounded her and I ran in there. And in that moment, I was not thinking. Everything was guidance. Everything that I did was, I was being guided. And do you know that woman did not have an asthma attack? Because I was able to calm her enough because I was calm that I was able to get her to do the thing that you can't do when you have an asthma attack, which is breathe. Mm -hmm. And it was... um, and I've been in other situations where I've managed to calm someone in, in a, you know, uh, I was actually a kid when I did this with a, uh, a young girl that was younger than I, she was going to have an epileptic seizure. And I was about uh, maybe 17 or 18 at the time. And I just intuitively ran to her and just talked to her. I held her hand and I stroked her. And I had her take her focus off of the seizure and focus on what I was saying to her. And she didn't have the seizure. So I've seen firsthand how important it is to be calm. And that's something that we can't always do for ourselves because the the tendency is to go on panic mode, is to go from here to here. And... um, what I talk about is, is being able to take a moment and recognize, okay, I'm getting ready to go here. Okay, let me, because a lot of times it's being aware. Mm-hmm. It's being aware that this is what's happening, where you're not reacting, but you are acting. So that's why I use calm so much, because being calm can be the difference between you getting into a fight with somebody and the two of you walking in separate directions. That's why calm is so important because it can diffuse a situation, whether within yourself 
or with another person. Because it takes two. It takes two people to fight. Yes, it does. <laughs> or more. It could be more. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Um, I hope I answered your question because I got kind of long-winded. <laughs> you did because you also gave us an example of how being calm and calming someone else, yeah. bringing this notion of calmness and helping that person get to a state of calm prevented the asthma attack. And you talked about being aware. And I think that is, uh, from what you said, a key piece of the formula in order for you to be able to find that calmness, in order for you to be calm, you have to be aware, be aware of what makes you the opposite of what yes. agitates you of how you're reacting, responding, and be aware of the things that help you come back down. To yes. It's, it, you know, like I said, I've seen it in my experience. It has happened, not just with, uh, you know, helping people. I, uh, I think this was two years ago, somebody was on the platform in the path train and uh, their friends were surrounding them. And I ran over and uh, he was having an, an, a, a seizure. Mm-hmm. Um, and for some reason, it seemed like my presence helped his friends the way I took his hand and started to, again, stroke him. And all of this is like intuitive. This is not, okay, I'm going to go do this. But diffusing a situation is important. I came from a very volatile family. And... <laughs> I've also had a landlord for the last 20 years that um, he and I used to have big, huge blowout screaming matches. And once I began to realize, you know what? I don't want that in my space. I don't want to feel like I feel every time I see him or I hear his voice or I get his text or um, I don't want to like, <clears throat> so I, I changed my approach. I started to treat him like a human. Mm. I started to be kinder to him. Even when he was being a bastard, which is most of the time, I just changed my behavior and it changed our relationship. He's who he is, because that's the other part of this, is recognizing Mm. that the only person you have control over is yourself. And that's hard enough. Mm-hmm. You cannot control another person and how they're going to respond. You have to figure out, and that's the, the calm part of how you respond, how you want to respond in a situation. And when that clicked for me, it changed our, our dynamics. Mm-hmm. It, it really changed a lot. Now, there are times, you know, um, where he goes and I'm like, no. <laughs> You have boundaries. You have boundaries. I'm not going to ignore that. But for the for the large part, it, it's always important how you feel within your own space. Mm-hmm. That is number one within yourself, how you feel. That's what spiritual wellness is about, how you feel. This is very extremely helpful. Um, just thinking about all the different situations that come in every day that could throw us off yeah, and um, and eventually throw us off so much for so long that it could cause other problems like health problems. And then yes. uh, just seeing the, the power, the, the main tool is in you. It's, it's becoming self-aware and figure yes. out how can I be calm? Yes. And, 
and uh and i love how you said it you can't control that other person and that's what i realized in a lot of situations i can't control the other person i can't change right. that person but i can control how i react how i feel what i say what i do and um and these are all great examples about how we can do that be aware to, in order to bring calmness back to our lives yeah it, mm-hmm. it's you use the word self-awareness that that is really the key of mm-hmm. being self-aware and present and present. That's a good word. Self-aware. And some of us struggle with being present. Yes, it's a thing. <laughs> it's a thing. It's a thing. And, and you know, what's interesting is when you can string more moments of being present, the time doesn't fly because you're engaged. You're fully engaged. I find that when I am really present, Time has no bearing. Mm. It, 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 it's, not, it's not a thing. So, you know, we say life is short. And I'm like, life is to be lived. When you're living life, you ain't thinking about how much time. Because it, 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 you, you're too busy engaged in living. Mm-hmm. And when you're engaged in living, that's what, that's what it's about. So it's it's funny. Um, one of my questions, I am going to ask this question, but it uh, was about tools and strategies to help us in the wellness journey. What are some takeaways for our listeners, for myself? I'm, I'm included in that group that us um, that we can uh, get out of, out of the session with you today. And you've already shared some of those. This idea of becoming self-aware, this idea yeah. of finding techniques to be calm and maybe even to calm others in spaces and being very aware of your space and controlling your space. What are some other tools or strategies to help us in the wellness area so that we can find that balance, so we can find that calmness, so that we can we can heal if we're suffering from something, yeah. I think physical, emotional, mental, or so that we can have tools for when we do come across a situation that throws us off alignment? Well, the short answer is breathe. Everybody says breathe and it's become this coined phrase. Mm -hmm. But when you breathe consciously, because most of us hold our breath, you know, like if somebody's coming, we don't like, um, if we know we're going to hear news, we don't like, Mm -hmm. if it, we, we tend to, to tense up. If you take a moment, you don't even have to like sit for prolonged, protracted periods of time you can just okay you're real busy you're raising children uh you know you've got one in your hand and there's five other ones screaming and yelling in that moment if you can shift your focus from the train wreck that's happening and just in the moment now i'm holding a screaming child right now yeah just breathe you but it has to be conscious that will give you the momentum to put the fire out that's going on among the siblings that are screaming and fighting to calm this child down. Because remember, energy is everything. We are all energy. Everything that you see is energy. It's just vibrating at different rates. A chair looks like it's not moving because it is vibrating at such a low frequency that we, our eyes cannot pick up the movement. Remember that every last single thing is energy. And so if you get frazzled, 
that plays into everybody's airspace around you. So like I said, if you can, while the kids are screaming and the dog is barking, if you just, in that moment, take a deep breath in through the nose and a longer exhale through the nose, and if you got time to string a couple more of those, you do that. But if you can only do one, take it as deeply and as cautiously as you can. And when you begin to notice how you feel after that, you will want more. <laughs> so the, sh the short answer is breathe as cautiously as many times in your day as possible. You're sitting at a desk in a cubby and you've got people all around you and you've got the screen that you're staring at, close your eyes. I don't care how much work you got. Close your eyes. Open your eyes and type. Mm -hmm. That's time out. Mm -hmm. Will help you get your center, will ground you and give you the impetus and the energy to move forward. So that's the, the, the quickest tool that you can use. Mm -hmm. Becoming aware, being present, understanding that everything takes place in now. Every last single thing takes place in your present moment. The past you are recalling in the now, the future you are worrying about in the now. Your now moment is everything. So if you remember those two things, take a deep breath, in many moments in your day and to remember, even if you were daydreaming and you've come back to yourself, the present moment determines how you interpret the past and what you create for your future. If you worry a lot, you are using your energy to create the things that you don't want. So the third thing is becoming more aware of your thoughts. First thing is breathing. Number two, being more present more often where you are giving your entire um, focus to that one thing. We, we pride ourselves on, on multitasking. You know, I'm type A, I'm multitasking. I got 40,000 things in the air. Well, that's why you're stressed. Focus on one thing. If somebody's talking to you, pay attention to them. Don't like be typing in, uh-huh, 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 got it, got it, got it, got it. Stop, look at the person that's talking to you. And you may feel like you lose time that way, but you will become more efficient because you are focused in that moment to what is happening. So that's two, becoming more present. Find times, find, uh, you may like walk outside. Being in nature is one of the best things to do. And when you're walking, see if you can practice becoming present. Notice the things around you. Notice the people around you. Notice the buildings around you. Notice the trees. Notice what phase nature is in. The more that you do things like that, you'll become a little, you can like uh, practice mm -hmm. to become more present. And three is giving your attention to one thing at a time. Yes, you can have a bunch of things going on, but you really are only focusing on one thing. 
You might have started the coffee and this and the that and the other, but you still are focusing on one thing at a time. See if you can get better at that. I'll give you an example. I had, um, when I was performing, I belonged to, they're now, it's now called SAG-AFTRA, but that was, SAG was the union, the film union at the, at the time that I was performing. And what that union used to do was have celebrities come in and talk to the rank and file members. At that time, my idol was Felicia Rashad. I loved Felicia Rashad, just loved her, loved her, loved her. And I'm not a celebrity ogler. It's like, ah, yeah, you human too. But she came in to talk and it was moderated and it was fascinating listening to her tell her story. And um, at the end, the moderator was ready to just usher her out. And there were about 200 of us in the room and we all wanted to talk to her. And I think that she read the energy in the room. I think that this woman saw our faces like, oh, and she <laughs> said, no, 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 no. And she spoke to every single last person that wanted to say something to her. Wow. And I had met her a few years previous through my uh, ex-husband. He was playing in her, uh, one of her musicians when she was uh, uh, touring her, her act. So I had planned to say that to her and then I was gonna dive into whatever I, I wanted to say. And I waited and you know she talked to people and I waited for, my, for an opening. And I stepped in and I immediately, and I almost missed because I was so busy trying to get somewhere I almost missed her saying, how nice to see you again. Looking me dead in my eye. I almost missed that. This woman, I was the only one in that room. That was the first time that I really understood what being present meant. She looked me in my eyes. Cause you know, sometimes folks will come up to you and they'll, they'll say, how you doing? And they're looking over your shoulder to see who's more important than you that they need to talk to. Mm -hmm. You know, I've had people shake my hand, not even look at me. So <laughs> she looked me dead in my eye. And as I said, I was the only one in that room for those few moments. And when I recognized that, we were able to have a conversation because I said, ah, okay, let me calm down. Let me slow down. Let me not worry about not hogging her time and worrying about, you know, letting her get to everybody else. Let me just take this moment. She's paying attention. Let me have the conversation. And I did. And I was still mindful that I didn't want to monopolize her time. But that exchange really, and it's been years, that exchange made a big impression on me in the importance of giving your attention to someone. It, it's, it's everything. You mentioned so many tools and great, gave some, or, or a list of strategies and gave such amazing examples. And just to recap, um, after this nice example of, of being present and focusing on just one thing, you talked about as number one is that conscious breathing. 
And um, I made the mistake of breathing out through my mouth in one of our exercises in this podcast episode. So breathing. But that's not a mistake. That's because there are many ways to breathe. There's something in yoga called pranayama. And there are many breathing exercises. So, because I know people can get tripped up and I'm glad that you mentioned that. People can get tripped up over, oh, do I, am I breathing right? Am I breathing correctly? And that's another stressor. <laughs> you don't want stress, no stress. Yeah, you don't want to add. So if that's how you ended up breathing, that's all good because I also give that as, a, as a, like if you take a guided meditation with me, there are times when I will have people breathe through their mouths because I want them to make sound. Mm-hmm. So it's not wrong. It's just, that's the choice you made at that time. Mm-hmm. I, I Thank you for saying it that way. So I wasn't wrong. I just made that choice in my second breathing exercise. But definitely we talked about conscious breathing and how important that is. We talked about being present in the moment. We talked about be, uh, becoming more aware of our thoughts. And the fourth tool is giving your time to just one thing, like focus on mm-hmm. one thing. Um, I thought those were some great, simple tools. I picture a big post-it on my desk right now with these four things to help me get through the workday, for example. Good. Yeah, it's... Um... It's really about the quality of life. Like as I've gotten older, you know, I am on the precipice of becoming an elder. (laughs) I call myself my generation with the elders in training because (laughs) the elders are leaving the planet. The elders are leaving the planet. We're up next. Mm -hmm. So it's like I've lived enough that I'm straddled between generations. I'm straddled between the generation right after me, the one right before me, and then all the generations that come behind me. And there is something pretty, uh, what's the word I want? Not ominous, but there's something heavy about that to know that you've lived that much life. And what has become important to me is not the things, because when you're in your 20s, it's about your career and your achievements, and then 30s, you're raising children. You know, like each era, decade of your life, there are things that you're focused on. But I have found that uh, once I hit 50, was it 50? Yeah, I think when I hit 50, you're frowning. (laughs) (laughs) But 50 was a long time ago. I'm like, you're not, you're not where you think you are, but that's okay. <laughs> I'm actually 63 and change right now. Oh, you look but, great. <laughs> well, thank you so much. But what, I, and I bring that up because quality of life becomes the most important thing over time. Because as we get older, you know, people like a lot of my friends have like ailments, bad knees, bad hip, bad this, bad that. And some of that, uh, you know, for the people that I know, dance injuries. But we tend to think that, you know, once you hit certain ages, downhill from there. And I think that spiritual wellness is about living your best, healthiest life at every point of life that you experience. And so quality of life, if you start to think now about the quality of your life, you will make different decisions 
you'll make different choices. You may quit some things that you're doing because it does not contribute to your quality of life. I like that. I think I think uh, that's a that's another great strategy actually, and of looking to see what's not contributing to the quality of your life and figure out how to remove it, reduce okay. it, whatever right. you can so that you have a better quality of life later on. Yeah, it's important because your health, you don't know how important it is until you lose it. And mm-hmm. you don't want to get to the point that you lose it yeah. because you weren't minding the store. Yep. Yeah, and that happens a lot. It's happened with me. It's happened with a lot of people. And so it's interesting. I, I, I didn't dive in too much into the work you actually do as uh, the owner of Jackie Bird Spiritual Wellness. And I want to take a moment for you to share what kind of work you actually do in this capacity with clients and then maybe close up with some final thoughts um, or advice for listeners. But for us to understand how it all comes together, what is the work that you do with, with clients through Jackie Bird's spiritual wellness? Well, there are a few tools that I have. One of them is Stress Busters Guided Meditation, which is um, a series of modalities that I use, breath, sound, uh, movement, aromatherapy, and gemstones. I'm also a big proponent of gemstone use. So I will take a client through a session that deals with the sound because the thing about sound is, you know, you have a favorite song you like. Music just permeates our soul. And when it's sound, not necessarily to sing a melody or anything like that, it gets into our cells. Mm -hmm. And it really helps to take apart the stress and put it on a hanger over there somewhere. It's like putting, getting yourself in a tub when you're hit, when you're just immersed in sound. So I use sound a lot in, in what I do, because that's, that's kind of like a common denominator in terms of being able to take people out of their heads. Um, so I, I do the, the stress busters guided meditation sessions. I have clients. I also do, like I have uh, this Sunday coming up in the end of every month, I do an end of the month guided meditation, which helps prepare you for the, the coming month and also helps to de-stress you for the stuff that piled on you in the current month. And I do that virtual, virtually. I also offer workshops. Like I have a forgiveness workshop coming up in October which is a journaling and uh, guided meditation workshop. I find that the written word is very important in terms of the dialogue you have with yourself Mm -hmm. because you're gonna talk to yourself on paper differently than you're gonna talk to a girlfriend. You're gonna tell your paper stuff that you may not tell your girlfriend or you may tell your girlfriend, but you embellish a little bit. You know, the paper is, is you ta- having a dialogue with yourself. Uh, I have ebooks that uh, I have an ebook called Seven Daily Mantras for Mindfulness, mm-hmm. Keys for Personal Growth and Stress Relief. In that, I use guided meditation, um, imagery. So these are the, some of the tools. I have audiobooks that also take you through the same thing. It's by the same title. I create music, meditation music. So there are products that are on my website that um, all are geared toward getting you calm, increasing your mindfulness, 
and your awareness. And um, I also create something called modal visions. I create wall hangings and they are imbued with energy to help calm you, to help focus you. They are wall adornments, but you can also use them as meditation tools. So I have everything that I create is around this idea of becoming a mastery, a master of yourself. That's very nice. And I joked at the beginning, I joked, but I wasn't really joking. We're both multi-passionate creatives and all these different passions. And you found a way to bring all those passions under this one umbrella, as you described, and creating all these toolkits for us that are available on your website. And for our listeners, all these resources and the link to the website, all of that is in the podcast episode description. So you can copy and paste that right into your browser or click on the link, depending on the platform you're using. Um, but definitely there is an extensive toolkit that comes from different angles, whether it's from, you know, from sight, from sound, uh, breathing, for those of us who like to be uh, take more action in some way. Um, and so I, I think it's great that you were able to use that multi-passionate creative side to create all yeah. these different things to help us and becoming more aware and, and calming ourselves. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's important. And it helps me too. It's, it's like it reiterates the messaging as I'm creating for others. It's re- reaffirming and reminding me of, of these things. No, that's great. That's great. And um, at this point, do you have any other final tips, words of advice, or anything else that you would like to share that I didn't get a chance to ask you about in this interview? I've talked about my workshops. I mean, I really urge you to check out my site and look at the many tools that I have on there. Some of them, uh, they range in price. There are things that are accessible if you're on a budget. Uh, The eBooks are very reasonable. I have music. I also do guided meditation tracks. So if you only have five minutes and you want um, an instant guided meditation, you can buy that on my site as well. But I would say, if you are going through a rough patch right now, acknowledge that that's what's happening, but don't stay there. That thing of it's okay to not be okay, that's cute and everything. You know, yeah, okay. Yeah, it's a nice little catch line. But Put the three dots out after that. It's okay to not be okay, dot, 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 but don't stay there. Yes, you must acknowledge and claim and own where you are. Mm-hmm. But as you focus on the things that you don't want, you create more of the things that you don't want. If you can, for a moment, take your mind off of that thing that's not working and visualize yourself succeeding at the thing that you do want, You will bring more of that into your life. So use your energy wisely. Use your energy mindfully. Be aware of how you think. Look at your thoughts. Do they serve you? And know that anything that you think, there's proof of. If you think that everybody's bad and out to get you, everything that comes into your life will reiterate that for you it will solidify that truth because that is where you are focusing. That is what you are projecting. That is what you are telling the universe, God, Allah, the creator, whoever you believe in, you are saying, yes, I bring me more of that. Even though you're going, no, 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 I don't want that. You are focusing on that. Mm -hmm. If you say 
that things work out in my favor. And you say it more often. Things work in my favor. You will see a shift in your life. So become more present, more aware of how you think. And if you need to start discarding some stuff, do just that. And that was very powerful. Thank you for sharing those final words of advice. Uh, where were you 10 years ago when I needed you for some, <laughs> some serious misalignment that was going on <laughs> in my life? Uh, and, um, definitely took me a while to get out of that, but the tools are fabulous. The strategies, they're very doable for our listeners. Anything that you see, any situation that can throw you off and misalign you, um, here's some tools and strategies to help, but don't wait for that to happen. Start practicing some of these tools now. Absolutely. Breathing techniques, becoming aware, learning to calm yourself, being present, and being able to focus on one thing at a time. I think those are our key strategies overall to start practicing now. Yes. Mm. Yes. And I have a blog if you forget. Oh, yes. Come to the blog. You come to the blog and read because I talk about all these things that I'm saying. I talk about. Yeah, actually, the website is a great resource. Again, uh, fellow multi-passionate creative. There's lots <laughs> of stuff there, whether you like to read or listen yeah. or practice. And so definitely check out Jackie Burr Spiritual Wellness. The link is in the episode description. Jackie, thank you so much for joining me today for this amazing conversation on spiritual wellness and for sharing all these tools with us. I truly appreciate it. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. It really has been a pleasure. Thank you so much.